in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's program we talk about a city partnership between the US and Germany and I'm introducing to you a box that is well known in Germany and is celebrating its 60th anniversary. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Karlsruhe. The German Constitutional Court has permitted a restricted online surveillance. The German judges declared it illegal for the government to use virus software to gather data from an individual's hard drive. The exception are extreme cases such as a terrorist threat. The loophole could open the way for a national law. Lawmakers in Berlin, on both the left and right, have waited for direction from this verdict to forge a federal law on cybering espionage. German Interior Minister Wolfgang Schäuble says the practice of online surveillance is important for the war on terrorism. Wiesbaden For the first time since reunification, Germany's budget is in the black with a surplus of 200 million euros. According to the Federal Statistical Office in Wiesbaden, an economic boom and increased tax revenues have contributed to the surplus. This is the second year that Germany has fulfilled the criteria of the Treaty on the European Union or Maastricht Treaty, which requires member countries to have annual budget deficits not exceeding more than 3%. München. Booming sales don't keep German companies from cutting jobs. BMW and Henkel joined Siemens in slashing thousands of jobs. Luxury German car maker BMW is to cut 8,100 jobs, although the company booked record sales of 56 billion euros, an increase of 14.3% over the year before. Better than expected profits were also not enough to save 3,000 jobs at German chemical group Henkel. It said its net profits increased by 8% in 2007 to more than 900 million euros. Chemnitz. The search for the so-called Amber Room in Deutschneudorf continues. Nothing of the Nazi treasure has been found yet, but the hunters remain confident. The plan now is to pass cameras through the drilled holes to explore the vault. The two kilos of amber and gold from the fabled chamber was taken by the Nazis from the Soviet Union in 1941. A replica of the Amber Room is on display in the Catherine Palace in St. Petersburg. Düsseldorf. Good news for police dogs in the German city of Düsseldorf. They are getting US-made boots with thick rubber soles so that they don't cut their paws while chasing criminals around the city. The blue boots will protect the dogs from broken glass. In the old town of Düsseldorf, police often has problems with discarded bottles and other rubbish which could injure the animals. Since the new uniform policy was reported in the local media, the police have been inundated with inquiries from dog owners who want to know where they can get the boots in order to provide protection for their own pets.
When people in Germany think of Atlanta for many, gone with the wind comes to mind. If you go to my hometown Nuremberg, you will get different answers because Atlanta and Nuremberg are partner cities. The two towns are celebrating this year their 10th anniversary. Atlanta is impressed by the numerous human rights efforts made by the city of Nuremberg and notices thereby a particular commonality. Atlanta, earlier associated mainly with slavery, has developed into the center of the black civil rights movement. Terry Simmons is from Atlanta. She is a lawyer and the chairwoman of the Atlanta Sister Cities Commission. Our Radio Goethe reporter Nina Paula met her and asked her what kind of impressions she has from Nuremberg. We have only the best impressions of Nuremberg. Nuremberg's a beautiful historical city which which offers a lot to Americans because in particular we don't enjoy the old buildings, the historical sites, the tradition that one finds in Nuremberg. Nuremberg is also a very open city with, with very friendly people who have always been very open to all of the, the citizens of Atlanta who visit. Last year our mayor visited Nuremberg and she was extraordinarily impressed by Mayor Mali, um, what the city had to offer, uh, the partnerships that had been created between the companies in Nuremberg and the companies in Atlanta, the cultural institutions in Nuremberg and the cultural institutions in Atlanta. She was absolutely overwhelmed. I think um, the, the people in Nuremberg also learned a bit from her about our concept of the public-private partnership, which we've introduced to promote uh, both our partnerships with all of our sister cities and uh, all of our developments in uh, the Atlanta area. How close do you think is this partnership between Atlanta and Nuremberg? How has it developed? In Atlanta, we have 18 sister cities, and uh, we've been approached by two other uh, countries to form sister city partnerships. So we're in the process of negotiating right now with both India and China for the establishment of a new sister city. For the last 10 years, we've been partnered with Nuremberg in Germany. And it's been absolutely wonderful because we've enjoyed a very, very close relationship. Every year we've had exchanges of business, we've had exchanges of culture, we've had uh, 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 delegations from Nuremberg both on the economic realm and on the art realm come and visit us in Atlanta and vice versa. So it's been a very, very close relationship that's developed, I think, month by month and that we hope to celebrate this year. We're particularly excited this year to even have two two more uh, larger Nuremberg companies um, find Atlanta as their American home. Both the Nuremberg Messe and Ika Hoffman came to Atlanta this year, which we very much appreciate because it just adds another dimension to all of our exchange. This year it's the 10th birthday or the anniversary of this partnership. Um, back to the beginnings, why a partnership between Atlanta and Nuremberg. Why not Munich or Berlin? That's an excellent question because a lot of folks I think in Atlanta did discuss the possibility of partnering with another city. In particular, Porsche has also chosen Atlanta as its home. And there have been close relationships between, on a business basis, between Porsche naturally in Zuffenhausen and in Leipzig and in Atlanta. And so there was certainly discussion of, of other cities in Germany where we have an awful lot of exchange between Atlanta and Germany. But in the end, Nuremberg is the ideal partner city for 
Atlanta because we have very, very much in common uh, and, and have very, very similar goals. Atlanta is a city of civil rights. It's very, very important to us. Dr. King's tradition is very important to Atlanta. And in fact, you find some of the best universities that, um, that, uh, that offer extraordinary programs to black students in Atlanta. And so we have an extraordinary commitment to diversity and to human rights and to civil rights in Atlanta. To the same extent, in Nuremberg, Nuremberg has a, a very large commitment to human rights as well. And it, it's very moving. It was very moving to the mayor when she was in Nuremberg. It's very moving, I think, to everyone from Atlanta to walk the, the street of human rights and to see the human rights awards and the, the, the table where everyone sits and has a commitment to human rights. I think that's very much a, a similar commitment that we have in Atlanta that, that, that one has in Nuremberg. I think to the same extent, if you look at the cities themselves, they're both very progressive cities. They're growing cities. They're committed to green space. They're committed to transportation. Uh, the, the, the people of Atlanta love and know Nuremberg. They appreciate the traditions of the Christkindlesmarkt and, and the other traditions. And so it has a, a great synergy, both cities together. And when you look back at the beginning uh, of the partnership, um, how was it 10 years ago and how is it now? When it started 10 years ago, it, it, it started um, with with really a, a great fanfare. Um, Mayor Scholz at that time came to Atlanta, and, and it was widely celebrated that Nuremberg had formed a partnership with Atlanta. And so it, it really started with a bang. And and I think it continued that way. It's, it's had years where we've had more in, in, in intense activities, more activities, more exchange. It's had years where we've had yet less exchange, where hoping this year to be another bang year when we celebrate the 10-year anniversary in December. But I think I think the partnership has grown and matured from, from a, an official diplomatic partnership to a partnership where we've really been able to, to, uh, to support the exchange of art, to support the exchange of journalists, to, export, uh, to support the exchange of business. Uh, so we've seen a lot of growth in, in all of those areas. So do you think this partnership is already close enough or, or what are the goals for the next 10 years? I think all partnerships could develop more closely because if you look at if you look at anything from from human relationships to business relationships to any relationship in the world, when you form a partnership, that's what enables you to rise and move to next levels. And so, with a city partnership, particularly now in the world of globalization, there's a lot of things that we can focus on. We all need to focus on economic development. That's critical. It's critical for Nuremberg to continue expanding and creating jobs, particularly when you see uh, companies downsizing, etc. It's, it's critical that we support each other in that way. It's critical that we support each other also in, 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 in bringing the arts, because the arts is something that in every government, um, no matter who in the end is, is, is in power, has suffered over the years, because when the, 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 the money becomes tighter, when the economy is not as good, the, uh, the arts naturally suffer much more than the business, and so it's something that, that we have to support ourselves in there. Education very, very important educational exchange. We've seen exchanges in high school students. We've 
seeing exchanges in college students. That's critical that the students of the world continue to get to know each other, particularly as we globalize more and more. I think it's critical from an American perspective that we continue to support the concept of, of, of understanding and being open to other cultures. This is hugely debated in America, and as we continue to focus on closing our borders somewhat, I think it's critical that we have a supportive partnership and people so that so that these people bring back to us an openness for the rest of the world, um, even after what happened in, on September 11th. So I think in all of these areas, we will intensify relations because if it's a good partnership, it only grows over the years. You find new opportunities and new ways to grow. So now there are plans to, um, to build a Martin Luther King Center. Could you tell us something about that, please? I could, and I could send you an awful lot more materials about what um, the mayor is planning, what the city is planning. But um, right now, there is a King Center in Atlanta, and um, and it's it's a monument in downtown Atlanta, very near where uh, uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church is located, where he uh, preached at, at one time. Um, and and it's a center that offers some historical perspective of 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 his work and and his life and the life of his wife. Um, what's proposed now is is to even form a larger center where we have uh, a home for the King Papers, a dedication to the work that he did in civil rights. It's not even been so long. Uh, the 60s, since 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 women gained additional rights in America, since black people gained additional rights in America, and so I think it's very important that we constantly remind ourselves of, of the work that was done and the work that we still have to do in the area of diversity. So this will be a, a celebrated museum. Um, it is also something that, that is being created through a public-private partnership. Our mayor has done a brilliant job of reining in the corporations that are in and around Atlanta, including Coca-Cola, UPS, and others, to really help to support historical museums, historical sites, culture, business exchange. And so, so it's, it's going to be something to, to really offer the world in addition now to CNN and the largest aquarium in the world and our largest airport in the world and everything else we have to offer. Um, how, how many times have you been here in Nuremberg? I've been to Nuremberg many times, which is wonderful because it's, it's so welcoming. The entire city is so welcoming. But I would estimate over the last 10 years, I come about two, three, four times a year, so maybe 40 times. It's a bit like coming home already for you when you visit Nuremberg or not? Absolutely, it's like coming home. I have my same room always. Do you miss something when you are here? And do you miss something when you are in Atlanta? Um, when you're in America, you miss the history. You miss the, the cultural reminders. You miss the Gemütlichkeit that you find in, in many of the, the, the places that you meet here. You miss the museums. You miss, uh, you miss all of that when you're in America. I think when, when you're in Nuremberg, uh, looking at Atlanta, you might miss, say, the biggest airport in the world. We have probably about 10 direct flights a day to Germany. We're very, very flexible. We, 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 you can fly anywhere around the world very quickly and, and fairly inexpensively because we have those transportation opportunities. Um, you have uh, greater opportunities to, 
to park, to drive, to to um, own a larger house uh, because the cost of living is quite different in America. The space is very different in America. And so here uh, you might miss um, some of the space that we might have in America. But but each, in, each country, each city has an awful lot to offer of a different dynamic. It's, it's the most wonderful uh, thing to be able to live a bit in, in both worlds. Sie hängen kann, weil es doch so viele hundert Söhne 
Sachen sehen kann. Wenn das kleine Kindlein dann nach Hause fröhlich geht, schimpft die Mami gleich das Kindlein, du kommst viel zu spät. Liebe Mami, sei nicht böse und merk dir zum Schluss, dass das kleine Kindlein doch die schönen Sachen sehen muss. Dass das kleine Kindlein doch die schönen Sachen sehen muss. Sixty years ago, on February 26, 1948, Walter Oemichen opened in the Bavarian town of Augsburg his puppet theatre. The idea to this was something very strange to many in the post-war years. But Oemichen got his idea when he was a soldier in 1940, stationed in France. In a school where they slept, he found an old puppet theatre and entertained his comrades with it. And he loved it so much that the idea of his own theatre never left him. In 1943 he and his wife built a little theater, but there was destroyed in an Allied bomb raid. But Oemichen didn't give up his dream and five years later, in a time when Germany walked its first democratic baby steps after World War II, the Augsburger Puppenkiste opened its doors. And today, 60 years later, the little theater is still in the hands of the family. I have to tell you that everyone in Germany knows the Augsburger Puppenkiste. Generations of kids grew up with it, know the stories of Jim Knopf and Lukas, of Urmel and Bilbo. Early on, the theatre group started to produce also plays for TV, making the Puppenkiste famous beyond its own theatre walls. Today, not just children are celebrating the birthday of truly the best puppet theatre there is. But also grown-ups, like myself, are sitting there with a big grin on their faces, thinking back and remembering the hours we spent in front of the TV, watching the adventures and stories of the Augsburger Puppenkiste. I still love it today to see Urmel and sing along with Eine Insel mit zwei Bergen Mit zwei Bergen und im tiefen, weiten Meer Mit viel Tunnels und Geleisen und dem Eisenbahnverkehr Nun, wie mag die Insel heißen? Ringsherum ist schöner Strand Jeder sollte einmal reisen in das schöne Lummerland Mit zwei Bergen und dem Fotoatelier In den letzten Bachmann Bilder auf den ersten Dullier Diese Breiten, diese Tiefen, diese Höhen sind bekannt Und man spricht von den Motiven auf dem schönen Nummerland Zwei Bergen und dem Fernsprechtelefon Wählt man nur die richtige Nummer Klappt auch die Verbindung schon Hallo, hier ist falsch verbunden Wollen Sie sich jetzt beschweren? Nein, warum? Das kann passieren Also dann, auf Wiederhören! 
zwei Bergen und der Laden von Frau Was. Husten, Bonbons, alles Klebe, Regenschirme, Liebe, Kass, Körbe, Hüte, Lampen, Bürste, Blumenkohl und Fensterglas, Lederhosen, Kuckucksuchen und noch dies und dann noch das. was today's Radio Goethe magazine. Please find us online at radiogoethe.org. I'm Arndt Peltner. Es war einmal ein armes Schwein, das war sehr fein, ganz borstenrein und hieß öff öff, die Haut sah aus wie Marzipan und fühlte fast wie Plüsch sich an. Öff öff wollte ein Ferkel klein, doch leider blieb ist ganz allein. Warum hat sie denn kein Kind bekommen? War sie nicht brav? Ja, jetzt hör doch erst mal weiter. Da ging es abends in den Wald. Oh, war das finster, war das kalt. Armes öff, öff. Es wollte sterben auf der Stelle. Es legt sich hin, da sah es schnell. Ein großes Ei im Grase da. Das Fraß ist auf, tralalala. Das ist aber komisch. Warum frisst sie denn noch, wenn sie sterben will? Jetzt wartet doch ab. Wie strahlte da das arme Schwein? Nun war es nie mehr so allein. Es lief und lief und ward bekannt als Glücklichste im ganzen Land. Auf, auf. Oh, 
Bande, sie lang schon durch die Lande. Und weil man sie nicht fangen kann, in kein Randal gedrang. Da wollten wir mal, schon lang ist her, ein Dingerchen drehen und freuten uns sehr. Bibo, der machte den klugen Plan, doch verpatzt hat ihn der rote Hahn. Bibo und seine Bande, sie lang schon durch die Lande. Und weil man sie nicht fangen kann, in kein Randal gedrang. Wir wollen hinüber zur Bursch Dingelstein. Da fliegt er im Flusse mitten im Rhein. Wir wollen sie haben, drum bauen wir ein Floß. Heute Nachmittag geht's, der Angriff dann los. Wir lassen uns treiben von Wasser und Wind und sind dann am anderen Ufer geschwind. Wir klettern die Mauern mit Seilen rauf und stürmen sie dann im vollen Lauf. Bilbo und seine Bande, sie lang schon durch die Lande. Und weil man sie nicht fangen kann, in kein Randal gedrang. Wir wohnen seine Bande, sie lang schon durch die Lande. Und weil man sie nicht fangen kann, denkt keiner am Galgen dran. Land auf und land ab, hört man ein Geschrei. Und saufen und rauf und schnitzt überall. Es gehen schon lange die Gauner herum. Und mancher wird krumm und mancher wird stumm. Sie scheuen den Tag nicht, sie scheuen nicht die Nacht. In Dörfern und Städten wird Beute gemacht. Und Geld oder eben so heißt ihr Wort. Der Teufel holt sie zur Hölle fort. Bilbo und seine Bande, sie lang schon durch die Lande. Und weil man sie nicht fangen kann, hängt keiner am Galgen dran. Bilbo und seine Bande, sie lang schon durch die Lande. Und weil man sie nicht fangen kann, hängt keiner am Galgen dran. Musik